Hello, welcome to NC Asian American Ministries podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host. 2020 and 2021 have been very, very difficult for everyone. I mean, it's not just a political, but also physical difficulty that we see, not just in one country, but all around the world. So it's been a global pandemic. And there is no question about how difficult it has been, not only for few people, but for all people, including myself. So it would be very odd or weird to say, oh, this past two years have been the best years of my life. If I say it, you may stone um, at me because it, is, it, was, it was not fantastic. It was not, a good, it was not a good experience. So we want to get out of this as soon as possible. And it's almost like becoming two years. It's been too long. We want to get out of it. However, Here's what, what I want to challenge and question you. The fact is fact. The fact is the pandemic is difficult. It is devastating. It took so many lives. It makes everything unstable, everything uncertain. So we hate it. That is just a fact. However, what the more important question is this, how we should approach this difficulty, devastation, and the reality, brutal reality. So how should we do that? The answer is this. We need to celebrate. Oh, come on. Sammy, what did you say? Come again. Well, did you say that we need to celebrate the pandemic? Well, my answer is yes. Although it is very difficult, but we need to do it. Now, if you are a child of God, uh, as I am a child of God, what we need to do is we need to live as children of God. Now, who is God? God is God of celebration. Did you know that? God is not a God of frustration. Although the pandemic has been very frustrating, what we need to do is to celebrate because God is a God of celebration. So we need to celebrate whatever happens in our life as his children. So, you know, it's, it's very difficult to accept this, but the question is then how should we celebrate that? So that's something that I want to want us to look at. Uh, when we look at Psalm chapter 145 and verses 3 through 7, that really tells us, David tells us how we can celebrate. So there will be two um, things, what, what the celebration should look like, and there are three points of how we should celebrate uh, together. Okay, so let's, the, let's look at Psalm 145 verses 3 through seven. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commands your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. Amen. This is God's word. We all know that David lived a very dramatic life and it was not an easy life. You know, if you can think of all the difficulties that he went through that for more than 10 years, almost like 18 years, he, his, he was chased by the former king who was King Saul and King Saul was always trying to kill him. So if you are in David's shoes, would you be able to sleep 
uh, soundly at night? Probably not, because you're always surrounded by death threat. However, he could celebrate even in the midst of all the difficulties, as we can see in this passage. So that's something that we can we need to know. What's the secret, and how did he celebrate? Okay, so what kind of celebration, and how does the celebration in God、uh, look like? So let's look at the verse three and four again. There are two things that we need to know. The first one is great. Look at verse three. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. Celebration must be God-centered because David opens up says, "Great is the Lord." He didn't say, "Great is my kingdom, great is my authority, great great is my rich." No, he said, "Great is the Lord." So David's celebration is always God-centered. So we must celebrate God Himself more than anything else. It's not about how wealthy you are and how healthy you are. Okay, although it is it is something that we can celebrate, but it is all temporary. But God is most powerful, and God is most wise. God is most loving, and we need to celebrate Him more than any other thing. So celebration must be God centered. And secondly, celebration must be multi generational. Look at verse two, verse verse four. It says, "One generation commends your works to another." They tell of your mighty acts. So, do you see that it's not enough for just one generation celebrate God? It must be multi generation. So, the one generation celebrate God, and then that generation pass it on to the next generation. So, it will be the celebration of multiple people, young and old, and、um, The rich and poor, whoever, what kind of situation they are in, we need to celebrate God together as a multi, multiple people from all around the world. So the the celebration was not just limited to David's time, but we are also celebrating God here in 2021 and beyond. And even when we go to heaven, you know, the celebration will be continued. So again, I told you that God is God of celebration. Not frustration. So we will continue to celebrate the Lord in heaven forever. And imagine that you will see Abraham and David and all those famous people in the Bible. But they are not there just to you know look at us and with an angry face. But they will be with a happy face and they will be just side by side、um, with us. That we will all praise and sing. For the Lord together, we will celebrate Lord together. What amazing sin that would be, and that would be the reality that we、we'll、face when we go to heaven. So multi generational. So the celebration must be God centered and multi generational. Now the question is, okay, great. I know that we need to celebrate the Lord, but let me、um, let me know how we should celebrate the Lord multi generationally. Okay, there are three things that we need to do. First, we can we need to celebrate through meditation. Second, through proclamation, and three through singing and praising. So let's look at、uh, one by one. Look at verse five. The first thing is they speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your. Wonderful works. So, what does the、uh, what does David say to celebrate? First, we need to meditate on 
you are who is your God's on God's wonderful works. So first thing that we need to do is to meditate. Now, what does meditate mean? It, it really, really means to think and remember what God has done. And God's work is not just a work. It is wonderful works. It is amazing works. It is the most powerful works that we can think of. So the first thing is to remember what God has done in your life. And no matter what size they are, they're all wonderful works. But here's the problem. Normally, people, instead of meditating on God's work, they mitigate things, what God has done. What does that mean? They um, devalue of what has what God has done. It's like a lesson, lessen it, instead of magnify and amplify to praise the Lord. Now think about this, you know, the glass, half glass full of water, and then you know that there's a two different uh, responses. Some people say, oh, we already have, we, we still have the half water that we can survive. But some negative people will say, oh, we have only half glass of water. This is not good. We're gonna all, we're gonna be all thirsty and die. Now we see that that's happening in the Bible when the people of Israel were going into the promised land. There were 12, uh, 12 spies sent from 12 um, the tribes. But do you know what the reports they got? They said, oh, 10 of them said, we're going to die because look at the people who are in the promised land. They're so big and we're like grasshoppers. We are doomed to die. But only Joshua and Caleb, they came and said, no, 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 no. We have God and God is God of all kings and God of all might. God is God of mighty. So because of him and he promised, we will take over the land. We will conquer the land. So we see the two different responses. Guess what? What happened? Those 10 people who gave a negative report, they could not go in. But only two, Joshua and Caleb and their people, and the next generation could go in because they meditated on what God has said. God is glorious. God is powerful. And he gave the promise and he always keeps the promise. So he, they meditated on it. They believed on it and they could go in to the promised land. So we need to meditate on God's word, not, not mitigate what God has said to us. We never should mitigate the, uh, the pain of Christ Jesus who shed his own blood for us. Some people mitigate that like, oh, yeah, Jesus died on the cross, and uh, but it's not really a big deal. Maybe uh, he suffered only for a few hours, and compared to my suffering right now, I've been suffering for almost two years because of the pandemic. It is nothing, you know, when Jesus' death is nothing compared to all the problems that I go through. So th these people negatively mitigate the amount of suffering that he went through. But we never, we need to meditate, instead of mitigating, we need to meditate on what Christ has done for us. He died on the cross. He shed all his blood and water to wash away our sins. And most importantly, he took the sins of the world. He took your sin and my sin on 
him, and most severely, most painfully, he took the wrath of God on him. That's how he died on the cross. It's not something small. It is the biggest pain. It is the most severe trouble that he had because of us. So we can see the amount of love, amount of pain. We'll never, ever, we should never, ever mitigate the pain that Jesus had gone through for us. Instead, we need to think and remember what he has done, why he has done, because he loves us so much. So the suffering that we're going through compared to Jesus' suffering, it's nothing. It is nothing. The Son of God, God himself, took the pain for us and he died in our place. Think about that. Meditate on that. And remember that each time. Then we can go to the next one to celebrate, which is proclaiming. So let's look at verse, verse 6. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will what proclaim your great deeds. You see the progress here. You know, you cannot proclaim what God has done until you truly meditate on his work. Now, what does the proclaim mean? It's simply, it's to tell. It is to share what God has done in your life with other people. Now, if you do not meditate, if you do not remember, if you do not think about what Christ has done, the amount of pain that he went through, the resurrection, the victorious resurrection, then your mouth would be shut. You're not even want to talk about anything about Christ Jesus because you have not meditated on it. But if you truly meditate on it, if you truly grasp the meaning and depth of his love for you, then you cannot stop talking. You cannot stop talking about it wherever you go, anytime, anywhere, with anyone, you will love to proclaim, you will love to share what God has done in your life. Whenever you have a good news, you will want to speak up. You will want to post it on Facebook, post it on Instagram. You want to make a video on a YouTube channel. Um, doesn't matter what quality you come up with, but it doesn't matter because you want to talk about it. You want to spread it. You want to share this good news. Likewise, meditate on God's work, wonderful works, then you will open up your mouth to proclaim it to the people around you, your family members, your friends, co-workers, everywhere you go, you will want to share that. But some people, some negative people, instead of proclaim the work of God, they disclaim it. What does that mean? They deny it or they refuse to proclaim it. Why? Number one, because they never ever experienced the work of God or they do not remember what God has done. Even though God has provided the glass of water, you say still, like, I don't like this. You know, I'm going to die. You know, next year would be worse than this. And you refuse about what God has done. Yeah, the Bible says that Jesus died for me, but I don't believe that. You know, how can he die for me? You know, um, I don't believe anything what the Bible says. They intentionally, willfully refuse what Christ has already done. They disclaim it. So they do not I'll share the gospel, but not only uh, that, they even refuse uh, Christ Jesus in front of all the other people. How devastating it is. 
some people, even through this pandemic time, some people actually praising the Lord and they proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, but some people just refuse it. God has been so brutal on me. God has um, messed up with me and he did not bless me. He just left me uh, uh, abandoned. So they keep complaining, complaining, complaining to God and refuse what God has done in their life. Don't be like that. You need to, we need to proclaim what God has done. Why? Because He has done great things already in our life. We must speak up. We must meditate and speak and share. But not just that, the last response that we need to do is this, praise. Now, proclaim is for people, right? So that they will also hear the wonderful work of God. So they will also have a hope for the future, not because of what they have, but because of who God is. But the last part, the sing, is really for the Lord. Who do you sing to? Do you sing to people? No, you sing to God for what He has done. So let's look at the last verse. Verse 7, it says, They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. You see that? The movement, the first, you meditate on God's work. And the second, you proclaim God's work with other people. And lastly, you sing about God's work to God. So this is an amazing, amazing response. We need to open up our mouth, not only to share with other people, but we need to open up our mouth to praise the Lord for His wonderful works. Let me ask a question. How many of you actually praised God for a pandemic? Have you ever sang the song like, God, thank you so much for the pandemic? Probably not. Well, I mean, I mean, let me just be honest with you. I, I didn't. And my pandemic was very difficult. So instead of praising the Lord, I think I did more of a complaint. Um, complaint and I was in the frustration because of these difficulties. However, the thing, the thing what God has done when I, when I uh, meditate on them and when I think about them and I realize there are more things to praise the Lord than things to complain. God is greater than all the evil. Romans 8.28 clearly says God works all things for good. He can even make the evil for good. God is sovereign. God is in control of all things. So He is worthy to be praised. What we need to do is to open our mouth and sing for the wonderful works He has done already. We are not saying, uh, we are not praising God because of what God is going to do in the future. We are not praising God because of heaven He is preparing for us. We are praising God. Not only that, we are praising God for what He has done already. Already. Very, very important. Number one, we need to praise God for the wonderful sacrifice that Jesus made for us. Even if the pandemic was so difficult, even when all the loved ones lost their lives. We need to celebrate that Jesus lost his life for us. And he victoriously rose from the dead to give us eternal life. So in Christ, we will meet those loved ones, those who have put their faith in him. We'll see them again. So we can celebrate that together. And also think about what God has done during a pandemic. You might come up with maybe 10 or 15 or 20 list of things that you are frustrated with. But think about very carefully how God used those difficulties 
and turned them around and made it for good. Let me share some example. During pandemic, my church um, was doing an online virtual worship service, and it was not easy. You know, sometimes, you know, I was wondering about, I was worrying about if we uh, drop in our attendance and what if some people do not like the uh, meeting in the virtual way. Of course, yeah, there are some people uh, struggled with that. But because of that, we got to meet with the people, uh, great uh, brothers and sisters from Canada, Honduras, and also from uh, Rwanda. Without pandemic, we would not be able to connect with them virtually. And also, we had uh, much more baptisms last year in 2020 than the previous years. Why? God has done amazing work through pandemic that there are so many people coming to Jesus Christ and they're being baptized. So we have so many things that we can actually celebrate even through pandemic. Maybe if we look at those things and just without meditating about what God has done, we can easily complain about it and we can easily be frustrated about it. However, instead of being frustrating, instead of being complain, uh, complaining about it, we need to meditate and spread, spread about what God has done through proclamation and we need to sing. But some negative people do, instead of singing, they're sighing. They sigh like, oh, my goodness, I don't have, I don't see any reason to live in this world. Look at all the media, look at all what's happening in the world. It's crazy. There's no hope. So they sigh, sigh, sigh. Well, it is true, yes. It looks like it's hopeless for the future. However, instead of sighing, we need to singing for the Lord because He is in control. He is still powerful. He reigns the war. He reigns. So we need to focus on Him and we need to sing praise for Him because He is worthy to be praised. Now remember in Acts 16, 25, 26, there was the a very difficult time for Paul and Silas because they were sharing the gospel, but instead of being cheered by people, instead of instead of being accepted by people, they were putting into prison. If you were them, what would you say? God, I did all this for you, but now I'm in prison. I cannot see my friends and you know family members. What in the world are you doing to me? They could sigh right there, but instead of sigh, they praised they singing they sang for the lord do you know what happened the whole prison was sh shaken and then the shekel was broken and they became free but instead of running away from the prison they even shared the gospel with the jailer how wonderful story that is we see the evil we see the prison around us we see all the all kinds of problems in our life but instead of sighing, we need to singing for the Lord and He's going to do amazing, amazing work. God is a God of celebration. The more we celebrate Him, the more works, the more wonderful things that we will experience. So this will be a great cycle that we will experience His mighty power even more. And there will be even more reasons to celebrate Him forever and evermore. So this is how we should celebrate. First, uh, meditate. Second, proclaim and third sing do not mitigate the god's work the pain of christ do not disclaim what he has done do not deny it do not refuse it and do not sigh but sing for the lord and experience his mighty power 
So we're still in pandemic and we don't know how this will end. It may be continued. I don't, we don't know. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. What we need to do is to continue to celebrate God because He is worthy. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this wonderful message that David showed example. Even though he was going through a very difficult time, but he was always celebrating you through meditating on your works, uh, through proclaiming your works, and through singing to you, no matter what situation he was in. Father, please help us to uh, do that as well in our life. So instead of all the uh, uh, complaining, we would continue to meditate on you, and we will continue to um, proclaim about your works with all the other people around us. And we will be able to sing to you with all uh, glad, uh, gladness and joyful heart. Because you have done wonderful works. You sent your son to die for our sins. You raised him up from the dead to give us eternal life. That itself is worthy to be praised forever throughout all generations. So, Father, please help us and guide us to celebrate you every day. We thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen.